You're listening to Window Film Magazine's special podcast, Industry Update, The Coronavirus. This podcast is designed to bring you the latest industry news surrounding the disruptions caused by this worldwide pandemic. I'm your podcast moderator, Chris Bunn, and I'm here with Tara Tafra, Editorial Director for Window Film Magazine. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our first Window Film podcast. We had been planning a podcast for a while, but the coronavirus moved up our timeline a little earlier. So every Friday, we will have an episode focused on helping your company navigate through the challenges surrounding this pandemic. We are going to bring on our first guest, but then stick around for some important industry updates. Today, we have Jeff Franson, President and CEO of Window Film Depot. Jeff, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Tara. Good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm good. As we were just talking, as good as can be this week, um, but it's a beautiful day outside and we're just trying to stay positive. Absolutely. That's the key. Right. Um, so let's just start with the status of your company that I know is based in the Atlanta area. So what's the status of your operations at this point? All hands on deck. Okay. <laughs> um, well, certainly it's been an interesting week uh, and few weeks for for us as well as everybody else. Um, we're all going through, you know, different stages of absorbing, you know, what's happening uh, to our individual businesses, our families, our country, all those things. So, you know, certainly from a operational standpoint, um, this has been a big curveball. So certainly going into the busy season, we've got a strategic plan that um, we're hoping to execute, you know, starting March, April, May. And as soon as uh, the news hits and things become, uh, you know, worse than originally anticipated, uh, obviously you need to take that plan and put it on the shelf and pull out plan B. So exactly uh, our operation. Yeah. We're, we're still operating. Um, one of our unique qualities is that uh, we are a national company. So even though we're headquartered here in Atlanta, uh, we do a lot more work in you know states like New York and California than we do in the state of Georgia, which uh, creates an interesting dynamic because in Georgia, we can pretty much work every day. And in some other states, we're having uh, some real challenges like other dealers. Okay, so how about in, in those states like New York and California, are you classified as essential employees? So can you keep, wor- can you keep working? Well, it's an interesting question. Um, it's a moving target, which yes. makes it challenging, right? So we're getting alerts you know, regularly, whether it's from our general contractor groups that we're part of, the AGC and whatnot, um, our union affiliation up in uh, the New York City area as well as other avenues of info. And uh, it has truly been challenging to really define, you know, what categories we fall in. Right. So, um, you know, in certain markets, uh, construction is still ongoing and has not uh, stopped or reduced at all. And in other markets, um, whether it's because, you know, customers don't want you on their site or city mandates or whatnot, uh, work is stopped uh, full on. So it's a little bit of a salad. Uh, it's been an interesting ordeal over the last few weeks with the position that I have um, with guys in different markets and girls in different markets across the country, how this is impacting the different regions differently. Right. Uh, so that's been a pretty interesting thing to be uh, in the center of, at least in our, our universe at Window Film Depot. And I'm imagining that you're probably just spending a lot of time on the phone with all these different people in the different markets and kind of reassuring them and figuring out, you know, what to do. So can you kind of take me through that? Are you having to allay a lot of fears? 
Well, anybody who knows me knows that I'm not a big fan of the phone. Uh, so that being said, yes, I've been spending a lot of time on the phone. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, stepping back, obviously this um, episode is going to go through a number of stages, right? So uh, it was a few weeks back that you know, personally, I think I saw the writing on the wall and I kind of needed to you know, get myself in check, right, to get prepared for what was to come. Right. Because it, that, at this point, it's, um, it's up to, you know, leaders uh, to step forward and, you know, take the leadership role in your business, okay? And specific to your business, I thought, um, you know, there are a few critical things. Number one was to make sure that, you know, I had myself together intellectually and I could uh, rationalize and, and logically you know, work through what I consider a, an, an enormous challenge. Um, and at the same time, I needed to convey to my troops and coworkers and colleagues that um, everything was going to be okay, even when I didn't know that it was, right? right. So, um, you know, I based that, hey, it's going to be okay outlook on, you know, personally, that's just my attitude towards life. But I also know that uh, we've got a really high caliber person that works in our company. Uh, we've been, you know, in business for 25 plus years, and we've seen a few different downturns, right? 9-11, right. Uh, certainly the financial crisis of 07, 08, 09, uh, and they were real challenges. And we learned a lot during those periods. And, you know, I turned to my crew and I said, hey, listen, you know, we've been here before. This might be a little different. Uh, it's not your fault. It's not anybody's fault. But the reality is, is that as long as we stick together as a group, we communicate, we stay productive and positive, we're going to be fine. So right. that's really been my main role over the last couple of weeks is to be that person that takes the leadership uh, responsibility that I have and, you know, really enact it on a day to day. And what a good point that is. You know, I've been covering this for several weeks now, and that's something that hasn't really come up, but is so important. And we were just talking before we started taping here for a minute. You know, I um, am a leader as well, you know, have employees under me. We're all working from home. We're all, you know, obviously stressed. And, you know, I was talking about how it's so important to just, you know, I've been making sure that I take a full hour lunch break so I can, you know, make sure I'm okay mentally and, you know, going out, getting some exercise, doing things like that. And that is so important. So I'm so glad you brought that up because um, you're leading everyone through this and you have to make sure um, that you are in a good mental state as well, like you said. Um, well, I'm glad you're taking a full lunch break because it's important. Yes. And I'm glad you're, you're getting your exercise in because that's, that's even more important, right? And honestly, that's something that I don't always do, but I have made it a point that I know I have to do this now. Like I just have to do it for my sanity, you know? Well, you're, you're right. And your sanity will then trickle down to those around you, right? So exactly. from my perspective, um, you know, your employees and your coworkers, they're going to mirror whatever energy that you put into the room, right? Right. So as you know, I'm the CEO and for our business, what that actually means that I steal this phrase from my brother who uh, has his own uh, business that um, is going through some of the same challenges. The CEO really for us is the chief energy officer, right? So, yes. you know, whatever energy that I walk into the room or I portray, whether it's on a video conference or uh, a phone call or through email or whatnot, that's pretty much the energy that I'm going to get back. Right. So if I walk in with a doom and gloom, holy cow, what are we going to do attitude? Well, that is going to impact every person in our business. They're going to take that home with them. It's going to impact their families. It's going to impact everybody in their community. 
So, you know, I take that responsibility very seriously to be positive. Fortunately, it's in my DNA. I, I come from a, you know, a lineage of uh, folks that are entrepreneurial and, and just positive uh, in their DNA, quite frankly. Uh, but I take that responsibility very seriously. I want to be a leader that's pragmatic and rational, but at the same time, positive and reflect that in you know, my attitude towards the current situation and uh, the planning that we put forward to, to kind of get us to the other side here. So it's critical. Right. Uh, it's worked for us. And um, I think that uh, we're seeing it in the production of our people, even though our, our activity level is down. Good, good. So, and let's talk about specific plans. I know I've talked to a lot of leaders such as yourself and we talk about how it's just, I mean, it's just changing hour by hour, minute by minute, you know, not even just daily. So what plan, I've talked to leaders who are talking about one week plans, two week plans, and then six week plans. Do you find it changing so much? How far are you planning out? Oh, I think that's a great question. Um, I will tell you that uh, two and a half, two and a half, maybe three weeks ago, um, I had an hour to hour plan. Okay. Right. And, uh, within, you know, a few days, it was a day to day within a week, it was a week to week. Um, we've gotten to the point now where I, I could say comfortably that we have, um, put across our entire organization. Hey, we've got a five week plan. This is how we're going to get through April and get to the other side where we keep our integrity, our character, and all of our empo- employees on the bus. Okay, so it took me about a week to a week and a half to get to that point where I felt comfortable that I could actually put forward a plan that I knew that I could deliver on. But it was a process. And it started with, number one, me making sure my head was straight. Number two, making sure that, uh, you know, the world wasn't going to end and it, that it didn't and it doesn't right. and it won't. Right. Uh, and, and then number three, you know, articulating once I felt comfortable and what I could deliver on, sharing with my team what the plan was. Now, of course... I think the next big thing to come is you know, disaster, disaster relief programs and you know, whether or not they're going to open up the markets to do more work. And certainly the legislation that was you know, hopefully getting signed today by Congress, that will be the next step in this process. And I think once those things uh, uh, matriculate, then we'll have a new set of facts in front of us. So you, you need to be able to adjust to the reality on the ground. You need to be able to make decisions based off of facts that will evolve and change over time. And that's essentially the mode that we're in. Right. And I I think you briefly talked about communication and that's something that I've talked about as well on other podcasts that I've been doing. I think it is so important to just keep employees are seeking that information. You just have to keep communicating with them. I kind of think over communicating is better. You know, they want to know where, um, the company stands and it sounds like you're doing that. And I think that is important. Um, well, you know, cer- certainly I think it starts with like your family, right? You need to communicate with your family that everything's going to be okay. Then it goes right. to your employees because your employees are an extension of your family. But right after the employees and just as important is the reality that, you know, we've got relationships with vendors and suppliers across the country that count on us and they count on uh, guys like us and girls like us who, who um, either have, a window film product that we're buying on terms or you know, we've got orders in the systems or POs or whatnot, they want to know that we are okay and that we are going to pay our bills and that we are going to be here on the other side. So it can't just stop with your employees. You need to go to that next level. You need to do proactive outreach to your key vendors and suppliers. Mm-hmm. And once you do that, and right after that, 
reach out to the top 50 contacts in your database, whether it's through LinkedIn, direct messaging, or uh, other ways of getting in touch with folks that are critical to your business, and ask them how they're doing, and ask them if there's anything you can do to help them, and let them know that you plan on surviving this episode. Those are the steps that need to be taken. That's really great advice. And I was um, talking to somebody the other day, and he was saying, yeah, communicate with your vendors, and even if you think you might, you know, might be late on paying or, you know, they would rather even know that, you know, and they might be able to work with you, but communication is just so important. So yeah, that's great advice as well. Um, Well, everybody needs to go and take a step back and recognize that we're going to go through a period that might be six months. It might be 12 months. It might be 18 months. It's not going to be the new normal, but there will be an extended period of time where the normal course of business is not going to be normal. So you need to be ready to adapt. You need to be able to uh, renegotiate with good faith with your suppliers, with your key partners, let them know what you're able and willing to do now because the facts on the ground have changed. And the sooner you do that, the better you'll sleep at night and everybody around you will respect you for it. Right. So I'm really going to change gears here because there's something that I do want to ask you about. Um, I've noticed um, uh, you're, it seems like you're pretty active on social media. I saw some of the things that you're posting this week on LinkedIn. Um, And earlier this week, you posted something about the shortage of medical masks and you wondered if 3D printing could be useful there. Uh, You said something like, I bet in our graphics printing industry, some guy knows a guy who knows a guy. Have you got any feedback from that post? Any movement being made there? You know, what, what I did get was I got a tremendous amount of response. And in that post, which really came from my sister, who's an RNS general uh, in Boston, 25 right. to 30 years on the job, she's literally on the front lines. And she had reached out to me directly early on in the process here and said, hey, you know, this is what I'm concerned about for her own personal safety. I was like, holy moly, that's... That was uh, pretty concerning for me that she, she thought that she was going to run out of masks and she is not an alarmist at all. She's about as cool as the underside of the pillow. So when she let me know that early on at Mass General, the number one or number two hospital in the world, that they were concerned about it, I recognize that if there's anything that I can do to get the word out there uh, to help you know, alleviate that, that concern, I'm going to do it. And one of the things that we've invested in and I've invested in is my you know, LinkedIn profile and our network. And I've got an amazing you know, group of folks that I connect with, and a lot of them ha- happen to be in you know, printing and graphics. So my sister Kim let me know that uh, 3D printing was being used successfully over in Europe to print components for masks. And uh, immediately, with some information from Mass General, I went to my network and said, hey, listen, if you have this capability and can do it, well, here's an opportunity. Yeah. That's so great. And you're going to have to keep us updated. If anything comes out of that, you'll have to um, send me a note and uh, tell me how that ends up. Um, so well, Jeff, one of my I just, things, I, I, one of the things I plan on doing Tara for an update, and I think that we follow each other on LinkedIn, which is, we which do. is great, but I am going to send an update every week from, I'm going to call it, it's a pound seal team. Kim, Kim is the name of my sister up there at Mass General. And what I'm going to do every Sunday night is post a message uh, on my LinkedIn uh, page to give an update relative to her situation there at Mass General, um, kind of like getting right to uh, uh, source facts of things. And you know, hopefully the message continues to be strong, but um, it'll include you know how they're doing with supplies and if there's any more help that folks like us in the industry can potentially provide. 
Yeah, that's great. I'll definitely be sure to look for that. Um, I just want to thank you so much for joining us today. I think this was such a great conversation and so much that people listening can learn from. And I just want to say good luck as you continue to navigate through these times and stay safe. Well, thank you, Tara. I wish you the same. And if anybody who's listening to the podcast um, has a has a need to reach out or just wants to, to chat, uh, you know, we've got some experience here over the years that we'd love to leverage and, and help people out. And it's a difficult time for a lot of folks. And I know that uh, psychologically, there's a lot of challenges. So I'm very easy, easy to get to. Uh, my email is jeff at windowfilmdepot.com. And I'm happy to help in any way I can. Before we leave today, we want to update you on some industry announcements we have received this week. If you have any you would like me to share on our next podcast, email me at T-T-A-F-F-E-R-A at glass.com. Lerma Film Crew, based in Pittsburgh, announced this week that due to the virus and the emergency declaration in Pennsylvania, that the company's physical office location is closed and field operations have been suspended until further notice. The company is working remotely to prepare virtual estimates and whatever else customers may need and to check back frequently as this is a constantly changing situation. Geek Raps reports that it is experiencing temporary business shutdowns in South Florida due to state restrictions regarding the coronavirus. Because of the nature of our business, we are unable to work from home, their announcement says. Once we reopen, which should be April 1st, all pending orders will be filled in the order they were received and our training schedules will be confirmed. 44 Tools announced that all orders over $150 will be shipped for free. All CSR and account reps are working from home, but phones and emails will still be answered between 8.30 and 5 Eastern Time. Warehouse staff is reduced and shipping is taking place from 10 to 3 Eastern Time. They mentioned that even though they have reduced staff, they are offering same-day shipping on orders placed by 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Before we leave today, I wanted to remind you all of surrounding yourself with some good news stories. They are there. You may have seen my blog this week on windowfilmmag.com that commended a group of industry professionals who gathered to give advice and help each other through this crisis and to remind each other that we will get through this. One of those individuals was Harry Raman from Veloce Innovations. He sent me a video that you can find on the Veloce Facebook page. If you need a pick-me-up, go listen to it. It's an upbeat message reminding everyone to stay focused and that we will survive. So thanks to all of you who are helping out your peers, staying kind to one another, and staying safe. We'll be back here next week with another episode.